because I remember I used to bring it up a lot in my early days of boxing. I would tell mm. promoters like what I'd been seeing and, and they would just urge me like to keep quiet. And I remember yeah. one promoter telling me, don't say anything because if you do, it's just going to make you look bad. Really? Yes. And, um, that was very early on in my career. And that's just what I was taught throughout my career is shh, don't say anything. Welcome everyone. You're in the ring with Mia St. John. And today I am not going to be your host. Um, co-host. I'll be your co-host. We're going to be having our producer interview me today in light of a recent article. It actually started with a tweet, a, a random tweet. I was scrolling on Twitter and I saw this tweet from the LA Times saying that uh, Triple G, who's fighting Canelo September 15th um, in Vegas, I, the tweet said something like Canelo calls, or Triple G calls Canelo dirty, quote unquote dirty. And, um, and, you know, just it was like a fleeting moment. I just got upset and, you know, tweeted something really stupid back. Um, and it was something to the effect of, oh, everybody does steroids. But I didn't think, you know, it would go anywhere. So anyway, um, it spiraled into this whole thing. Um, and so I just, you know, I wanted to clear things up in my own words. So John is going to be interviewing me today. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm John. Thanks for having me into your home, Mia. Oh, thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming in this emergency. Yeah. So Mia called me, uh, I guess, the other night, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And you said you needed to do an emergency podcast. There was an LA Times article. Mm -hmm. On the way here, I scrolled through the article. Mm -hmm. But we haven't had... No. We just very silently in the same room kind of set up... The mics. Yeah, and it's very spontaneous because I didn't want any of my answers to be, you know, uh, structured or yeah. staged. You know, I wanted it to be very open and honest. You mentioned all this was set off based on your tweet. Just one tweet. Yeah. Did you expect people to take it uh, that seriously? You know, that it's intense? crazy. I didn't think anything of it because I'm on Twitter a lot. And I had been speaking about um, drug use in sports for so long, for so many years. And I had been complaining to the commissions about the testing and um, nobody paid any attention to me. It's, and I, it was like I was just, you know, going on my rants to everybody and it was just falling on deaf ears. And so I kind of got used to it. Like, you know, when nobody cared, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so it's not a secret that I've been anti-drug for a long time. I even just recently went and spoke in DC, um, on an anti-drug, um, policy. And, you know, we went, that was when Stallone and Lennox Lewis went to, the White House mm -hmm. to uh, meet Donald Trump for the um, Jack Johnson pardoning. Mm. Um, so it's it's been known for a while that 
you know, I've been speaking out on drugs. So this little tweet, I thought, oh, no, no one's gonna, no one's gonna care, you know, but, um, yeah, it's just crazy how it just spiraled. Was it a little more on like the tongue in cheek end of the spectrum? You just kind of thrown it out there like, oh, this is how the system is. Right. And, Uh and I admit that, you know, it was, it was irresponsible and it was, it was definitely a mistake that I made and I apologize to people because, but I just, I, I, you know, I do, I I assume that people would know that I clearly don't mean everyone is on Hmm. steroids because I know a lot of fighters got mad at me saying I am not on steroids and I didn't mean everyone, but for people to not acknowledge that PEDs are rampant in sports and in boxing, for them not to acknowledge that, I think that's irresponsible. Hmm. And I think that we need to start talking about it. It's almost like nobody wants to talk about it because it's this hidden secret, you know, world and, and it's very hush hush. And is is, is it almost like one of those things that if nobody acknowledges it, everybody can kind of just pretend it's not a, it's not the truth. It's not reality. Right. Right. Everybody. Yeah. And it's, it just reminded me of, because I remember I used to bring it up a lot in my early days of boxing. I would tell Mm. promoters like what I'd been seeing and, and they would just urge me like to keep quiet. And I remember one promoter telling me, don't say anything because if you do, it's just going to make you look bad. Really? Yes. And, um, that was very early on in my career. And that's just what I was taught throughout my career is, shh, don't say anything. Uh, that would have been you, uh, noticing somebody else being involved with this. And then, uh, this promoter is telling you, this will almost be like a killing the messenger kind of thing. And you shouldn't be the messenger. That's what he was saying. I think he was saying, um, that, and again, I'm just reading into it that Mm -hmm. I, I believe I took it like, we know this is going on, Mm. but you cannot damage the sport. I mean, he, I think he even said that was it. You'll make the sport look bad and you'll look bad. But you know, the first time I really knew what was going on, I, I did sense it like with certain, certain sparring partners, um, Uh that did, uh, their trainers confessed to me that what they were doing and that's how it kind of got introduced to it. But when I really knew what was going on was when I went into a gym, a very famous gym. And, um, you know, obviously I can't say what gym it was, but I Mm. walked in to the men's dressing room accidentally because back then we didn't have female dressing rooms because boxing wasn't really, how long ago was this? (laughs) Oh my God. We are talking. I mean, this is, this is pre PC culture. This is, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, we're going back 20 years. So, you know, women really weren't in gyms, but anyway, I walked in Mm -hmm. and I, I saw a trainer injecting a fighter. The fighter had his pants down and um, his ass out and, the trainer was injecting him and I just freaked out and the trainer came to me and said, Shh, you know, he says, don't say anything. It's nothing. And I remember just, you know, I was so naive. I was uh-huh. so naive back then. Like, 
I, I just remember being just shocked and appalled. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, slowly as time went on, I realized that it was more the norm. Mm -hmm. And again, I want to clarify that not everybody is doing it, obviously, but there's a fair amount. I mean, if you look at all the people who have tested positive and all the and not just boxing. I want to clarify that, that it's not just boxing. Mm-hmm. It's in sports in general. Yeah. We've seen it with the cyclists, with the yeah. football players, the baseball players. So it's it's not that this is just a problem in boxing. It's everywhere. You mentioned uh, when you encountered someone who was uh, on PEDs, you said you there was a way that you could tell. I mean, other than accidentally seeing someone being shot up with mm-hmm. drugs. Uh, did things feel differently when you trained with someone that you thought might be on PED or when you fought someone who you thought might be on that? Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's ways to tell. You can um, sometimes, not all the time, you can look at their skin. Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. There's tra- changes. There's changes in their voice. Hmm. Um, and sometimes I, m- I might have had like a sparring partner that um, wasn't very fast or... Um, had trouble making weight and then all of a sudden she comes in the gym and she's like, you know, Oh wow. Yeah. 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 All of a sudden, you know, everything back of the class is the front of the class now. Uh, Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I knew that, that it was going on and, um, you know, you're put in this, Mm -hmm. this terrible position feeling like, you know, if you don't do it, there's no way you could compete against them. But if you do do it, then, you know, you're left with these shameful feelings mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's awful. It's like living in the dark, like, you know, hiding this horrible secret and, and it makes you feel like just really bad about yourself, you yeah. know? So Santa Claus isn't real. It, it, everybody's cheating. Things are a lie. It's that kind of feeling. Y- yeah. Over and, you. and I, I grew very resentful. I started getting very resentful towards boxing and even to the point where I would tell people I hate boxing. I just hate it. Just and, they the, would, and they would be like, why, why? And I just couldn't say anything. Th- just the way everything's structured in general and, and the climate and the community, just all that. Right. I just felt really like shameful and I felt mm. ashamed to be a part of it. And I would have young kids coming up to me and saying, oh, how do I get into boxing? I want to be a boxer. And I would look at them like, no, you don't. No, Mm -hmm. no, you don't. And, you know, somewhere in the midst of my career, towards the middle of my career, I, I decided to, um, to clean up and, you know, start seeing if I could talk about it. You know, if there's anyone that was willing to talk to me and, and I could not find one single person that wanted to really have a serious discussion about it. You Mm -hmm. know, like what, what can we do about this? Um, and I just, I found it frustrating and, mm. and really sad. And it just made me like grow to hate the sport yeah. even more. But, you know, I, I really became an activist uh, when my, my son became addicted to drugs. And I started really speaking out on, you know, just drugs in general. Uh-huh. And, you know, then of course, when my son passed away, I, I've been on this crusade. Uh-huh. Uh, you mentioned earlier in, in uh, earlier times in your career, you wanted to have a conversation with mm-hmm. somebody. 
uh, but you weren't able to have that conversation with anybody. So if, if we were to go back or if we were to have that conversation right now, what are some other points that you, you might want to uh, contribute to the conversation? Well, you know, I would have liked maybe for somebody to obviously tell me the dangers of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. A warning. Right. People don't tell you um, when you're doing these PEDs is that steroids has a huge effect on your mental health. Huge. I mean, I I remember um, going on cycles where I would go into a rage. And I already have a bad temper. <laughs> People know that about me. Mm -hmm. I already have a bad temper. And so I would go into a rage and it would be so bad. You would think I was just psychotic or something. And um, then then you'd come down and and feel semi-normal again. Then you go back into this rage. It was just crazy. It was like mm -hmm. a roller coaster. And then when you finally, um, your cycle ends and you're off the steroids, um, then it gets even worse. You crash so hard mm -hmm. that you, not everybody, but I started to feel suicidal and um, very depressed. Yeah. And it's almost like you can't wait to go back on them to start feeling better. Um, and so it kind of leads you into this addiction and it really is an addiction. Um, I don't care what anybody says, it, it can be addicting and they're very dangerous. Um, it caused me a lot of health problems that uh -huh. you also won't hear about. We know that there's, there's studies that it does affect, uh, your bones, your bone density. And there is proof that it could cause a vascular well, necrosis. In my case, it was a vascular necrosis, and, and I got it in both hips. And I ended up having to have two hip replacements and one that, that didn't work, and I had to go back and do it again. Um, and so I've suffered a lot, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's just to mention a few things, you know. There were other yeah. things that, that I, you know, could be irreversible. You know, I don't know, but those are the long-term effects that, that, young athletes don't know about and that no one tells them. Uh-huh. They're not aware of these, a lot of these negative effects. No, because yeah. we're never like when we first start in, in sports, we're not educated on that. And I think mm -hmm. that's another thing that we need to do is start educating our athletes on the real dangers of steroids. Because I was told like, Oh, it's, it's all bullshit and uh -huh. it's, it's actually good for you. And wow. You know, how, how long was the, the, you mentioned there's an addictive, at least for you, there was an addictive quality to the, the performance enhancing drugs. Mm -hmm. how, how long did it take you to kind of move past that, that kind of awful uh, addictive feeling and kind of feel clean again? When I, you mean when I gave it up for yeah. good? Yeah. Wow. You know, there's a period that you're going to go through that feels like hell, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I promise you that if you can just hang in there, every day does get better. Yeah. If you just hang in there. And sometimes, you, some days you feel like, oh no, I can't do this, but you can and, and you will get through it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it probably took me like a good year before... Hmm. I really just started, you know, feeling yeah. better and 
Um, and now, you know, I have healthy ways to keep my weight under control. And I didn't know any of this, you know, when I was a naive young fighter, you know, yeah. many, many years ago. So on Twitter, you mention almost tongue in cheek, kind of a little disgusted with things. It, that's to me what the tone read. And you, you, you're sort of saying like, oh, what's the big deal? Everybody's done it. I've done it before. Right. And, and I think that's what got a lot of people mad. And, you know, like I've said before, it was incredibly irresponsible. I never thought it was a tweet that would be. It was irresponsible for you to, to admit that in a tweet or it was irresponsible to be involved with PEDs at all. Good question. I wonder that like, I'm sorry for the way I said it Uh because like you said, it was as if it was no big deal and that hurt a lot of people. And for that, I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't think I'm sorry that I brought it to light because I think it, I'm glad it got the attention it did because I think it's a subject that has been swept under the rug for too long. Mm-hmm. And in a strange way, it felt almost cathartic for me to just let it out, just spill my guts. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel that you're only as sick as your secrets. And I, I, I tried to talk to people about it and there were, there were even people that I did, I was honest about it, but every time I tried to talk to someone in boxing about it, like how can we, you know, make this better? Nobody really wanted to have anything to do it. I, I complained about the testing for a long time, even as late as 2012, I was complaining about the testing. What's wrong with the testing? And I was still... Uh, fighting them. Well, I feel that there's a lot of things that are wrong with the testing. Um, for one, there wasn't enough testing and it, it was, um, very sporadic, you know, I mean, once in a mm-hmm. while we get tested. Oh, sometimes, you know, promoters don't want to spend the money and we weren't tested them. Just a lot of things, you know, um, not just the test and there's so many ways to get around it. Um, and I feel like if we were more diligent in the testing, you know, and the only sanctioning body that has been adamant about testing and um, anti-PEDs is the WBC, who fortunately, that's that was my um, sanctioning body towards the end of my career. And, you know, I, I've always been proud to say that I'm a WBC champion. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm proud of myself that I I got clean, um, and I'm actually proud that I spoke up about it as yeah. hard as it was because I got bashed. I mean, I got uh-huh. I got bashed uh, all over social media, um, so it was hard. It was really difficult, but I still feel like. Number one, I got it off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And number two, now maybe we can start doing something about it. Maybe the boxing community, we can come together and figure out a way to make it safer Yeah. Um, for these younger athletes coming in 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, we can't make boxing safe, obviously, but there are ways to make it safer. Yeah. And I'm open to discussing that. Yeah. You know, with, with managers, with trainers, with sanctioning bodies, with commissions, you know, that's what I wanted to do all along. Yeah. You've boxed both without it and with it. Right. Uh, against opponents with it and without it. Right. And you're saying with all that experience, you think the sport can be safer without it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, that it's not just, I think the most damaging part of steroids is, is what it does to you internally, mm-hmm. to your health, not just your physical health, but your mental health. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to clarify that PEDs do not make you a better boxer. Mm-hmm. And for young athletes, like they really need to know that, that it's not going to make you better, yeah. more skilled. Your skill is your skill, mm-hmm. you know? So that's not, that just takes work, you know, improving your jab or your straight right or your hook. Yeah. That, that takes hours and hours of work. Uh, steroids isn't going to do that for you. Steroids obviously will help with your weight, controlling your weight, which is a huge problem um, with fighters. We know that a lot of fighters get into trouble with their health when they're uh, dehydrating for too long. You know, Mm -hmm. we've had athletes die um, after the weigh-ins, you know, or, or, you know, getting ready for the weigh-ins, you know, it's a, it's very serious um, because the way that we dehydrate to make weight before the fight is we do some pretty unhealthy things. Mm-hmm. Sweating. Sweating all day and, and no water. You know, that yep. people can't even survive without water for more than three days, you know, and think mm-hmm. about it. Like boxers are doing that all the time. Yeah. It's very dangerous. Um, so, th- th- yeah, there are things that we're not, we're not addressing here, you know, and that's, that's one of them. And that is a big problem is making weight. So uh-huh. that's what a lot of the PEDs will do is help you with the weight, uh, you're faster, and, and in some cases, depending on what you're taking, you're stronger. Mm-hmm. Mia, why do people take PEDs? I think there's a couple reasons. Um, one of them is probably the most obvious, that we feel like if everyone's doing it, um, then I have to join in because mm-hmm. I, I certainly don't want to go in the ring with somebody who's doing it and I'm not doing it, you know? And so that's the fear. Um, especially when you see, you witness like, you know, so many fighters doing it and, you know, it does start to worry you. Um, I think the second reason, and I had to ask myself this, that why was I willing to risk my health? Mm-hmm just for a belt or a payday. Why was that so important? Why was my self-esteem so low that I was willing to risk that? Mm-hmm. And that was something that I had to deal with, you know, cause my whole life I had suffered from anxiety and depression. Um, and I think that if I was a confident person with a high self-esteem um, and that truly loved myself. I don't believe I would have ever done it, you know, cause I would have mm. put myself first, but there's a reason why I felt the need to 
to succeed, you know, at any cost. You're saying you were putting uh, your success ahead of your own happiness or your own health. Right. You know, and that's all we have is our health. Yeah. You know, and why did I do that? Like what, what in me could not love myself enough to say, you know, don't do this. It's not worth it. Well, that's that to me, that also sounds like a, a boxer or any professional athlete's personality. They want to be the winner. Right. right? They, they want the success above their own health. So right. I'm, I'm, At any cost. To, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's, I'm sure a lot of people probably have been in the exact same position and still felt the same way. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people, including fighters, who have mm-hmm. died as a result. Yeah. A lot of bodybuilders. I do have to ask that question about people who, who do go to such great lengths that they're willing to risk their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's something that I had to deal with. You know, yeah. why? And really start to focus on that. And I started, especially after, you know, my son passed, I've gone through this like transformation. Like I just want to become a more evolved human being, more enlightened Mm -hmm. and learn to have compassion and love for all people, um, including myself. Yeah. You know, and it starts with yourself because if you love yourself and you have compassion and empathy for yourself, then you're able, you have the ability to, to give that to others, mm-hmm. to love others. Cause if you don't love yourself, you can't possibly love others, Yeah, you know, fully. And so I really, I've spent the last, you know, few years really working on myself. And I think that's what helped me come forward with what I did in the past, you know, to kind of clear up my past and try and right the wrongs however I can, Yeah. however possible, because everybody makes mistakes. We're all fallible human beings, but it starts with, you know, forgiving yourself Yeah. and then moving on and trying to, to do better and um, you wanted you wanted to to come out to the open and 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 be honest with everybody. Right, right, yeah. and get and the ho- weight off your chest. Right, and hopefully, I'll inspire other fighters to do the same. Yeah, in order to help others, you know, you or th- or to think twice about what they're doing and and put their health first. Yeah, and and maybe if this kind of conversation, if uh, maybe the environment in boxing is more open. This is a conversation that could be had more often, and then maybe more boxers would think twice. Right. Before right. they, you know. Right. Did you want um, uh, to, to some of the more negative responses on social media to you kind of coming out about this? Um, do you have any response to them? Yeah. You know, I, I, I want to say to anybody I hurt, I'm very sorry. Um, and I promise to work diligently as hard as I can to change the sport, to do what I can to make things safer for everyone. Um, Then I'll continue to be an advocate for mental Mm -hmm. health um, for everyone, you know, for 
all athletes for the homeless, which is what I do now, um, the mentally ill, um, the drug addicted, mm-hmm. you know, the, those are causes that will always be true to my heart. And, and be an advocate for suicide prevention, mm-hmm. you know, because like I said, it's, um, it's a cause that is very um, important to me because of the loss of my son. Um, so I'll, I'll continue to, to be an advocate for mental health and, and anti-drugs. And to me, that is far more important than anything I ever did in boxing. Hmm. Um, I'm grateful that I had my career, yeah. but I think it, my career was only really to lead me to my true destiny, mm. which is this. Preparation for it. Yeah, this. exactly. Wow. Well, uh, where can the audience find you for your, your, your next uh, uh, article-inducing tweet? Yes. Where can they follow well, you? Well, you can obviously find me on Twitter mm-hmm. at Mia St. John Boxer and my foundation website, MiaStJohnFoundation.org, and you can find out mm-hmm. all the programs that we have. Uh, we have our center in Palm Springs, California. We have two programs in Santa Monica at Step Up on 2nd and Daniel's Place. Absolutely. And uh, where can they subscribe to get new new episodes of your uh, your podcast? I, I want to say we also have, um, we also still have my uh, computer program in Zacatecas, Mexico. Oh, really? Yes, we do, which is still running, thankfully. And that's on uh, St. John Foundation? Yes, you can find that on my website. Okay. And so to find my podcast you can find it on itunes mm-hmm. so download itunes in the ring with me st john in the ring with me st john get your mind right new episode yes. thank you john every, every friday <laughs> yes thank you this is my my new publicist <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for interviewing thanks me. everybody we'll see you next time thanks bye everyone